0: Have you ever told yourself, "Yeah, I'll do that tomorrow." Well, the next thing you know, 2 years pass. Or you hit the snooze to give yourself 5 extra minutes 5 times. Humans have the fantastic ability to make habits out of avoiding bad stuff, even if it would do us good. But we can use this to our advantage. Humans also have the ability to make habits out of going toward the good stuff. When we go toward the good stuff, we shift the focus from feeling better to getting better. In this episode, Dr. Cashew shows the three-step plan to gain awareness of our habits to avoid bad stuff. From there, we make it simple and easy to develop better habits, moving us toward the good stuff instead. Roll the intro! Good morning, everybody. Good day. And welcome to today's episode of (laughs) Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. And today's a special one, folks. It's one that's been brewing in me for some time. Been brewing in me for some time. This is another one of Dr. Cashy's fixes. Got quite a bunch of these in the tank. And today, we're going to be telling, or I'm going to be telling, I've blown it! Another third-person epic by Dr. Trevor Cashy. Step one of blowing it, try and get away with something. Ignore the rules or make different temporary rules, more convenient rules for that time. Step two, I blew it. Leave that to future self to clean up, hmm? Step number three, it catches up with you. There is a tinge of shame, discouragement and demoralization. So you decide, may as well keep doing it. Start again tomorrow. Until you conveniently forget, ignore or bend the rules conveniently again. Hmm. Repeat steps one through three until eventually you give up altogether, maybe for years. And then remember, hey, I told myself I would do something tomorrow about five years ago. Oh, yeah, I'll start that tomorrow. That must be why Joe's Crab Shack has the free crab tomorrow painted on the sign or indoors. Heck, even Annie in the mid-70s, as a tiny child, went on about tomorrow. Tomorrow is only a day away. Why? We'll think about it linguistically here, people. Tomorrow will always be tomorrow. Always. Today will always be today. Always. By that logic, when will tomorrow come? Never. Never. <laughs> come on, people. Interesting, right? Spicy. Spicy. Them's the facts. So let's stress the I've blown it part, since I I gave a little bit of an intro to the tomorrow part. (laughs) Let's discuss the I've blown it part. Things go perfectly well until you're in a situation where you give yourself permission to go off your plan. Okay, just this one time. Why not? It is a special occasion. Well, I know if I pass this up, it'll insult them. How come they get to do anything they want and I have to be miserable? I know I shouldn't, but... Or Ugh, I'm no fun unless I do this. They're gonna think I'm boring. I'll think I'm boring. Hmm. All different perspectives. All different ways to give ourselves permission to act in the same way. All leading to the same result. Now that I've done it, I may as well keep doing it. I'll start again tomorrow. <laughs> Wait a second. Giving yourself permission to do something that continuously reinforces permission-giving. Aren't humans fascinating? I've been studying them for years in their natural habitats. They are fascinating, humans. Well, I blew it. I may as well keep going. I will let future Dr. Cashy deal with this. Scotch, sleep, strippers, sugary snacks, studies, shows, stimulants, smokes... Spaghetti. Hmm. Funny. It feels like one day older you is just as prepared to deal with the mess as one day younger you. Hmm? Well, I'll sleep on that and start tomorrow, I guess. Maybe, eventually, the pendulum settles back into you acting reasonably. But most times, maybe. Prepare yourself for nerdy pocket-protecting fire-breathing. Maybe, most times, we just hit the snooze button every day for years at a time. (laughs) Welcome to my operant conditioning snooze button rant. It's kind of like when you hit the snooze button. Now, we're going to take an operant conditioning model of learning approach here. That's a bunch of fancy words, but that's all right. We're going to get to the nitty-gritty. It becomes hilariously clear that even though you tell yourself the story, well, if I hit the snooze button, then I get to sleep a few more minutes. Makes perfect sense, right? But if you look at the operant conditioning model of learning, at least the way I interpret it, asterisk, right? What you're really doing is teaching yourself to avoid the noise of the alarm. I'm going to repeat myself. A lot of people think or the story they tell themselves is that when they hit the snooze, they get to sleep a few more minutes. But they're really teaching themselves, teaching themselves what they are learning is that if you hit this button, if you tap this screen, the noise goes away. That is what you are teaching yourself. That is what you are learning, okay? And so what happens, what happens when you kind of catch on to that? Because every snoozer eventually catches on to this, right? Once the snoozer realizes, oh, smashing the snooze accomplishes nothing, what do I do now? Well, obviously I set more alarms. Make more noise. (laughs) And what does that give you the opportunity to do? Reinforce even more snoozing, people. So many reps. So many reps, so many learning points in that loop, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about. And the snooze button is a classic example of reinforcing pathological levels of I'll start tomorrow. Except even nastier, it's more like I'll start in eight minutes. Look how many more reps you get in. How many learning points can you put in that feedback loop? Well, that's what you're doing to your life. Your life. (laughs) Eventually, you train yourself to hit the snooze so that you can turn the alarm off. Defeating the whole purpose of the alarm, to remind you of something. You literally condition yourself to turn off the alarm because it's an ugly noise, rather than associating the alarm with some other beneficial action. This is called negative reinforcement. You're avoiding the original stimulus, seeking safety, because of the discomfort it's causing. Very soon after, the discomfort is now gone, but now you've trained yourself to always act in a way that prevents and avoids that discomfort. And the story you tell yourself changes slightly depending on the environmental circumstance. The contents of the story all serve to justify these discomfort, avoidance, safety-seeking, permission-giving, self-sabotaging behaviors. Whew. Fire breathing over, maybe. Go from fire to acid. How about that? <laughs> so some solutions here, or a big solution. I have the, Dr. Kashi told me to make a process, process, trademark, okay? Super legible, right? The Dr. Kashi told me to make a process, process. Trademark, okay? Step number one, step number one, what was the environment like? And what happened in that environment? What was the mental and physical space you were in? Ooh, blue. Okay, step number two, how did I leverage that situation to conveniently change the rules? and give myself permission to do the thing. Hmm? And then step number three, what is an actionable thought when I'm exposed to this situation again? What is the plan to say yes to myself? So this is the Dr. Cashy told me to make a process process. TM. Hmm? Pretty good. Did it myself. Okay. In other words, I gave myself permission to change the rules and go off track and that means I can give myself permission to say yes to staying on track. Pretty good, pretty good. Hmm? So some points to remember here. But Dr. Cassie, I've ruined my day, I've blown it. Well objectively that is all psychobabble nonsense if I do say so myself and I do. If you think hard about that phrase, what it really means, the day is ruined loan it. Such violent, absolute language, right? It is conveniently and obviously ambiguous. It's utterly nonsensical. If a giant meteor struck, well, then I would yield to your observation of the day being ruined. Okay? I would. And that that it's been blown up, right? (laughs) Because it's been blown up. Uh, Until that time, I posit that you may just be rejecting reality and substituting your own. Maybe so. It's okay. It's a good skill to have if you use it correctly in ways that help you. In other words, the day is ruined because you thought it was ruined. You said it was ruined. You chose to believe that story. And you're passing people on the street having perfectly normal days. You're giving yourself permission to act like a Dorcas malarcus. And that's okay. That means you can give yourself permission to, to say yes to achievement. Hmm. And with the angry scientist and me coming out the time, time is discrete only in your mind. Okay, I'm gonna leave. Time is discrete only in your mind, day by day, week by week, month by month. In your mind, time is categorized as discrete units of measurement. It is a practical way to help keep track of the world, right? In reality, the reality is that time is on a continuum. It spans infinitely in either direction. And just because you choose to slice it into neat little units, and that means jack diddly to your biology. Mm. That reminds me, okay? Biology remembers what psychology forgets or distorts. (laughs) Your body is exceedingly good at recording data, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Telling yourself the story that things magically reset because the earth rotated one more time is hilariously arbitrary. Get real, though, really, real, 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 real. The subconscious brain and your body take detailed notes of how you behave, and all that information is stored away in the most frustrating places. (laughs) Any sort of change is a numbers game. Any, to some degree calories, drinks, smokes, fights, practice sessions, they're all opportunities to learn, to put learning points into those feedback loops. Even if you refuse to believe in that numbers game, it believes in you. (laughs) And that numbers game is divorced from time. We try to connect them to make sense of things, but that's just a way to practically plan. That's it, okay? As soon as you recognize something is off, then you literally have the perfect opportunity to say yes to yourself. The more yeses you pile up, the more resilient you become, and that is a scientific fact. I think that was from Anchorman, right? I think, okay. What is the cost of giving in? What is the cost of saying yes to yourself? Compare the negatives. There are negatives to both. Which negative do you prefer? When you go off track on a nutrition plan, for instance, what do you need to get back on track? Tell yourself, I prefer eating for me, and then enjoy your next meal. That's it, eat. All you have to do is eat. (laughs) Saying, yes, I prefer eating for me. Why? In situations where you blow it, or things are looking rough, you eat because of how you feel. You eat because of what you've done. You eat because of you. Remember, tell yourself, yes, I eat for me. Much more effective than, I eat because of something I felt or did. Find one other important area of your life where it would make perfect sense to just stack on the mistakes one after the other on purpose and then say, well, may as well keep doing it. Have a do-over tomorrow. (laughs) Take the information you've learned and apply it. Use the three-step process. What was the environment like and what happened? How did I leverage that environment to give myself permission to act like a Dorcas melorcus? Tell yourself yes to staying on track the next time it comes around. Many of my clients go through this exercise in earnest and they start collecting little note cards, basically. Once in a while they go through the stack of note cards they've made and they can literally see them piling up. All the tools they've made for themselves to get them through situations that took them off track Now they now they keep making progress and they royally screw everybody else. They come out ahead. If you get a flat tire, do you slash the other tires? If you're making an omelet and drop an egg, do you throw the rest of the eggs on the ground? If you stubbed your toe, do you break the other nine? If you dropped a plate, do you rip your cabinets off the wall? If you stumbled a step going down the stairs, do you throw yourself down the rest of the stairs? Miss a turn, may as well drive on to the next state. (laughs) Sorry, I I lost lost, lost a little bit of control. This is something I'm passionate about. (laughs) What do you do in situations like that when you're acting reasonably? You make an immediate and logical effort to mitigate further damage, correct the situation, and make a note for next time, for crying out loud. I'm willing to bet a dollar the areas in your life where you conveniently avoid this three-step process, either on purpose or on accident, are the areas in life you struggle the most. I left my wallet at the movies. Looks like I have to throw my safe deposit box in the fire. Ah! (laughs) What sort of mistake analogies can you make? What other goofy ways can you describe? I've blown it. May as well keep going. Let me know and see how that compares to, to other times where maybe you've told yourself a story and gave yourself permission to keep going, knowing that it was a weird and funky decision to make that would hurt you, okay? So that, that concludes my, my angry nerd ranting for the day. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I love you guys. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out.